This episode of Off My Shelf contains coarse language and adult conversation. Listener discretion is advised. My name is Tracy James and welcome to Off My Shelf, a podcast about movies that are well off my shelf where we go through my DVDs and talk about the movies in my collection. In this first official episode of 2024, Alex Hook and Jessica Lutzer join me to discuss a couple of intense gritty tales with Requiem for a Dream and Reservoir Dogs. Welcome! Yay! <laughs> what a way to start the year with, you know, a heist that goes really wrong and drug addiction? Yeah, two movies where not a single good decision is made. No. The entire time. Single single good decision. Never. Agreed. I wondered why you owned the one (laughs) (laughs) for a dream. Like, why why is it in your collection? Uh, Well, watch uh, it more than once. Oh, no. This is the second time I have watched this movie, and I've owned it for about 15 years. There you go. Um, and when I bought it, um, a person, I was somebody at work who was really into movies and knew I was really into movies. They had seen this and they recommend, they're like, they recommended it up and down. They're like, it's so good. The artistry of it. That's the way you tell stories. It's amazing. Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, that sounds interesting. And then I bought it and I probably bought it on sale or something if I bought it. Um, and then I watched it on like a sunny afternoon and I was like, fuck that guy. So, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yep. Yeah. And it's just my- been on my shelf ever since. Yeah. That that's it's- fair. That's fair. Cause like, no matter what you think about it, I don't think people want to rewatch it. No, like, no, no. This, this is the first time I'd ever seen it. I, when it came out, I used to rent it to people and I was just like, that seems like a horrible thing and I don't want any part of it. And then. I was correct in that assessment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, to be like, like real about this, rewatching it this time, I still find it as gritty. But at the same time, I was just like, this is really not what I remember. I remember. I feel like there was more gross, horrible stuff in it before. And I was like watching it this time. I was like, I think there's stuff missing, but I'm okay with that. Like, I'm okay with that fact. Like, well, I think we're probably a lot more desensitized than we were when it came out, right? Because like, maybe we would have been pretty young, and we hadn't. <laughs> we've we've seen some shit since then. Yeah, I mean, I mean kind like not that we're like you know hanging with junkies on the weekend or whatever, but like we've you know we've seen a lot more in our lives just in general and like in yeah. media and stuff that yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like, I have not seen, I've seen the effects of drug use, like walking down the street and stuff, because there are definite areas of Toronto where you're just like, you're on drugs and you're on drugs and you're clearly tweaking on something. I've seen that. Yeah. But nobody in like, actually, that's a lie. There's been a couple of times where people in my close proximity have been like on something. and I'm just like, do I call a doctor? And they're like, no, I see pink elephants. I'm just like, no, that's that's weird. Um, but I was never that person. I was not into that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and I've like witnessed psychosis. It's it's actually very interesting because like the first time I watched this, I was quite young. I would have yeah. been in high school. And 
it's funny now, like in what I do and I've like actually witnessed. So it's interesting watching like the mom on her diet speed pills mm -hmm. and the psychosis. And I was like, it's a very interesting interpretation. Like I, I think I didn't like watching it and seeing it and on film, it was very disjointed, but I think he actually did a pretty good job of showing how uncomfortable and how it doesn't make sense psychosis is. So as much as I'm not a fan of the director's style in general, I find it too jarring. I think that was actually the point. And I think it came across actually really well. Yeah, it's an impressive movie. It's, I mean, it has flaws and it's horrible to watch, but it's an impressive film. Oh yeah, it's uh, like, like I, I will say my friend was right is that the filmmaker who is Darren Aronofsky, um, like he's one of the writers, he directed it. He's one of those people who are very hands-on in his movie making. Like he does, it is a well-made film. I'm not gonna hold that against anybody. I just don't want to watch it. Yeah. No. Well, it's aggravating. Yeah, like a I, lot of the stuff, yeah, with like the sound effects and the repeated stuff and whatever. Like I know that's supposed to be like challenging to the viewer to kind of like, you know, whatever, play up what's happening. But yeah. also at certain points, it was just like, bro, this is so annoying. Shut up and continue with the story already. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I felt myself losing patience a couple times in what should have been otherwise more meaningful scenes. Cause it's like, no, no, like you've done this gimmick. Like we've seen this seven times already. So like, yeah, like move it along. <laughs> yeah. But do you think that's because he's trying to put you in the mindset of the drug user? I mean, some of it is yeah. like, it's all, it's all very deliberate. And I mean, I was never going to be into this movie. It's not my, yeah. Yeah, in mm -hmm. general. so like that, I mean, that might just be a me thing, but again, like it seemed like he could have done similarly challenging things with sound and images that wasn't the same thing every time, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah repetitive like, of sounds and yeah maybe that is you know it's probably a, deliberate a yeah. comment on the cyclical nature of addiction or whatever the fuck but <laughs> but uh yeah i don't know no thank you <laughs> yeah i i kind of it's funny because while i was watching it because I, again it, it's been so long since i've seen it probably you probably weren't even in high school were you yeah Oh mm. no! When it came out, maybe. I don't think I saw it in theaters. I wouldn't have been allowed. <laughs> oh, yeah, this came out in two thousand. So yeah, because I remember. Yeah, sure. I sure wasn't allowed, guys. Um, yeah, but I saw it as a teenager because I remember. Was I? I knew I had seen it, and as I was watching it, I remembered certain things that were going to happen. So I was like, no. And I think I think I remember. I think I was around fifteen when I saw it um, at a friend's house. So, because we thought it was cool. Yeah. Well, I mean, they thought it was cool. I don't know what I thought about it. I just thought, oh, if anything, it's like a great thing for teenagers to watch. Yeah. Don't do heroin, guys. Yeah. Because yeah. this is what is a realistic watching of someone spiraling out of control into addiction. It's actually quite realistic where people are like, oh, a little bit, a little bit. And then slowly it's like all you think of. And then you do like, worse and worse things to get the drug because mm -hmm. as we see in is it Marin? Marianne? Marion 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 as we see her I mean I think for probably all three of us like watching what she did at the end it's like uh, girl <laughs> yeah 
You have a safety net. Use it. Do but not but she it. just is so like it's it, it'd be interesting to delve into her relationship with her parents and just was this just an ultimate fuck you to them? Or it started out that way, living that artist lifestyle. Mm -hmm. You know, they were probably, you know, pretty strict, but you can have our money. And there was probably a lot of strings attached to it as comes with money. And this was an old bit, fuck you. And then it spiraled out of control into addiction. And then she wasn't going to crawl. Well, I mean, at least in the movie. Yeah. You know, I, I, you know. Well, it seemed like, like, um, the, the parents had set up sort of a safety net that was already failing for her because like her person who was supposed to be a therapist and talk to her was already abusing her and abusing his position. And she was also realizing that because like, um, she was like, he's abusing me, so I'm going to abuse the relationship as well. But her parents like, you have to see the therapist or you don't get any money. And she was like, I don't want to be by him, but I need money. So I'm going to go check this out. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he was a person. He's gross. Yeah. yeah. Well, and most yeah. of the people in their lives, like all of the people involved in this, everybody is exploitative of all of them from like the doctors, the mother goes to, to uh -huh. the, of course, like they're drug dealers and stuff to go into prison, being in a hospital everybody was around them was exploiting them in some way or abusing them or just did not care what situation they were in. They were just like, you're gross and you're a drug user. So we're just going to fuck you over. Yeah. yeah. Anybody who had the capacity to help went emphatically in the other direction. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's that classic thing that like you have a defect, there's something wrong with you, which is why you are addicted to drugs, right? Like there's, yeah. you are morally wrong. You are a defect. There's no point for you in society. So we're not even going to try. And that's, I really felt for the mother. I, I was like, oh man, like, yeah, he's a widow. Her son's a douche. Like, and she just wants to lose some weight and it's the nineties and they're pushing and she, and she's already susceptible to the speed in a sense. Right. And well, imagine being that age and still being that naive, like. Not even with the pills, but like when her son comes home and is like, "Yeah, I have a job and importing." Like, lady, <laughs> every single thing he just said, he may as well have just yelled "drug dealer," and she had no idea. So, like, she clearly doesn't have. Yeah, like but yeah, mask. yeah, that's true. But I think that has to do with a lot of people have a blind spot with a like people they love, quote unquote, and especially their kids. Yeah, where they're like, "No, he was a good kid. They're all good kids. My sure. kids are great," and you're just like. Um, he's a serial killer. <laughs> and they're like, but he went to school and he was smart and he brought me flowers for Mother's Day and blah blah blah. But he murdered twelve people. Like, well, they you know. can't. And, and as well, she's thinking of him when he was like twelve, and now yeah. he's a grown up with yeah, flaws and I mean a lot of flaws. And the whole TV thing was absurd. Yeah, <laughs> but. Yeah, no, she didn't have a lot going on in her life and it made her really susceptible to that. And also, like, the way that they were just like, oh, you're having trouble with the pills? Here, take more pills? Like, yeah. it seems exaggerated in the movie, except that, like, being I, in the height of the opioid crisis, it's pretty obvious that doctors actually do behave that way, even still. Oh, yeah. Like, different different products, same... Same effects. Yeah. 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 Oh, it was... He didn't even look at her. He's like, oh, you want to lose weight? Here's your prescription. Walk out. Like, it's like, dude, she 
she wasn't mobily. She literally had like 25 pounds maybe, right? Like she was perfectly fine, but yeah. he's like, here's some pills. And it's like, whoa. It's not like she was 500 pounds and in there and they were like, this is to this, save this, your life. Yeah, this requires medical intervention. No, she yeah. just wanted into a new dress. She probably just of- needed to be more active and probably had activities in the community and then she probably wouldn't have spiraled. Yeah, girlfriend needed a hobby in the worst way. Yeah. Well, all she did was watch, uh, from this movie at least, all she watched was the infomercial with that guy and then sit outside in the sun with people and then go back inside and watch it more yeah like if she had just eaten a reasonable diet instead of trying to subsist on grapefruit and then also walked around the block a few times a day like she probably she would have been fine yeah i mean that one scene where she's sitting there and the fridge is just like what's up hey hey come come here i was like i i felt that but i didn't go to the doctor for speed so but also, you know. yeah like that first night when she's lying in bed and there are like bagels falling from the ceiling or whatever it was just like hi it's been like 12 hours what, what is happening here yeah like i know it's like i guess they're trying to illustrate that she has an addictive personality i think so yeah it was a little again that was a little bit where i was just like this is like yeah like i mean yeah a little bit I mean, farcical but i mean yeah and this whole movie is essentially about using addiction and drugs to like make your dreams come true and her dream was to be on tv and to fit in that red dress and to do that she needed to lose weight and yeah i guess it did like she probably yeah did she did have an addictive personality she was very susceptible right like yeah mm. a lot going on in terms of like affection or social network attention or yeah social you know she had the old deers in the (laughs) the courtyard but that was kind of it yeah it took them an awfully long time to notice that she was spiraling. Oh, they did. Yeah. For like, because like, so she was excited about this. She's showing up all the time. And then all of a sudden you're just like, mm, something's not right. And everybody's just like, she's fine. She's fine. Like, to be fair, winter happened in there. Because I initially thought that. And then I realized they wouldn't be socializing outside or out of their apartments because it got cold. Right. But, oh, yeah. At the end of it. Yeah. They were in coats and stuff outside. Yes. Like, when she really starts to spiral, I think, is when everyone went inside for the fall. Like. Because then yeah. she didn't have the even that like, you know, day to day social interaction. But yeah, you never see them again until they visited her when she's already completely lost the plot. Right. Yeah. Well, at least one thing I liked about that scene, though, um, is that like it was sad that they were crying. They saw her and she was horrible. But at least it showed that she did have friends, that she did have people she could have gone to, but she didn't go to them, essentially. I mean, that just sort of adds to the tragedy of it, right? That, like, there were people she could have reached out to her who would have helped her and she didn't. And also that, like, those people didn't realize they needed to, re- like, they didn't realize they needed to reach out. And also, like, because one of them was the woman who talked about the pills originally, right? So, yes. like, that's a lot for her to carry. She made it, like, an off-the-cuff remark and it turned into... <laughs> Destroying <laughs> well, someone's life, essentially. Yeah, and because and it goes to show that, like, some people, just all it takes is, like, one pill. And then other people, her daughter could have been on those diet pills for six weeks, lost the weight, went off, and was perfectly fine and had no issues. Yeah. And then all it takes is her just, like, a couple days of these pills. And yeah. Well, actually, I think by the end of the movie, she said they'd been on the pills. She'd been on the pills for, like, a year. Yeah. And she was like, oh, these aren't working anymore. And the doctor's just like, here's some more. And we're like, what are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. She eventually became too thin for the dress. Yeah. She wasn't eating. Yeah. Also, it's all from her point of view, too, right? So who knows what was happening from other people's perspectives. People could have been watching this and 
Yeah. Oftentimes people don't know how to help too, right? Like. Well, yeah, if somebody's very insistent that they don't have a problem, it's hard to help them with the problem that they pretend they don't have. Well, yeah, that's one of the she, biggest things. Yeah. She didn't notice she'd become a speed freak at first, which is bananas. Like, like he did. Her son yeah, did. Like he clawed. He was like, I can like hear you grinding your teeth. Like you are like whacked out on speed. What are you doing? This is going to kill you. But like. Which is hilarious. She had no clue that that's what she was. She was just like, yeah. oh, the doctor prescribed it. It's fine. Like she didn't look at the label. She didn't do any kind of research. She just like was like, oh, okay, whatever. I, I can't even drink a cup of caffeinated tea and be a normal human being. I can't even imagine. <laughs> every fucking day. I mean, I mean, if you believe in your doctors and you believe what they say, they're supposed to be professionals. Like, I mean, I kind of have a habit of like, I'll ask a question to my doctor. We like, they'll hand me pills or something. I'll be like, what is this thing? And they'll explain it to me. And I'm like, okay, I will take this thing because it will help me. But like her doctor was like, take these pills, they'll help you. And she's like, you're a professional. I will believe what you're saying because you should know what you're talking about. And so to her, she's like, I didn't buy it on the street. I didn't buy it from guy around the corner. I went to a doctor, got a prescription. They gave me medication the legal way. So this is a thing that should be helping me. And yeah, essentially she abused the drug she was given and it spiraled out. Well, yeah, and at the time that this movie was made, we weren't all just like carrying Google around in our pockets, right? So True. Like, even if she'd wanted to figure out what exactly the purple pill did or what, like, it would have been more of an uphill battle than currently. Wait, did Google exist in 2000? No. I'm still using, I don't know, Netscape or whatever the hell, but. Um, <laughs> she didn't have a computer. Just look at no. the TV. Yeah, no. So, but like, but even like, yeah, the technology, but also like just the impulse. Because now like all of the universes at our fingertips. So like any yeah. question we have, we just look it up right away. There's no like, oh, I must remember to think about that when I get home and like, you know. Check yeah, out you can, you can like, you get that instant gratification of knowledge or winning an yeah. argument or figuring something out. Yeah. We, we find information and like yeah. how and when has like massively changed in the time. Oh, oh my God. Yeah. Before yeah. it used to be like every other year you'd get um, like a new encyclopedia set or when they had Encyclopedia Britannica on the CDs. Mm -hmm. Oh my God, game changer. Instead of flipping pages and taking up space, you can just like type in what you're looking for and it'll come up. You're like, what? What was you the know? other one? Encarta, I think, that came with that? Encarta, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway. It was huge, yeah. I, I also think her personality she's not a questioner no it's true she doesn't seem to want to find out information she just goes okay and then moves on she's and not curious she's yeah not. and mm -hmm. i mean i mean if she was she probably would have had hobbies and friends but anyway um <laughs> not even that's not even a judgment it's just a fact right like if she had had been more interested in the world around her then she would have spent more time in it instead of watching that weird infomercial all the time but it's scary uh, but like, yeah like from what a limited information i had about the movie i assumed that the like when she started getting into the speed like she would need more and that she would have to get into like illegal drugs and that's what would be her downfall but no it was all stuff her doctor prescribed just the stuff her doctor prescribed yeah <laughs> um like i actually thought from my remembrance of it i thought there was more of a a build-up to the intensity of this movie than it it just starts they're on heroin and i was like Wait, isn't there isn't there like a part at the beginning where they're like, we're good kids, and then something happens, and then I'm on heroin, and then it's downhill. Nope, just they're they just fun. throw you in there. 
they're also they're also very functional at the beginning because they yeah. do use yes. not like they're not actually junkies yet right like they they are doing it but they're they're like also handling it yeah yeah more- but yeah. yeah are you sure they weren't junkies at the beginning because they think they were junkies they just were able to get heroin and one of the reasons why this spiral happens is that drug war and they weren't able to get any heroin and that's when they were just like they started um what is it called with uh getting withdrawal symptoms and stuff and it was making them go kind of off kilter you know yeah yeah i don't know because it didn't seem like they were doing it all that much right at the beginning like they were they were doing it but yeah as you say it was more of like a party thing just like oh hey we like we scored some heroin are we gonna like do this now or are we gonna like you know you know like it was more like okay this is the time and the place we're gonna do this as opposed to like yeah needing just it all the you need it like you're craving it as yet yeah yeah functional at the beginning and then they got more and more yeah especially because like when they were selling it they were selling it they weren't really like he he says he's like we shouldn't even do it and the guy's like oh we'll try a little bit but like they actually did only try a little bit and then they sold a bunch and made all that money. And then they were, but in between that time period, they were still doing it on and off. Oh yeah. But um, oh, I mean, they're doing it on and off. They weren't just doing it all the time. Like they, yeah. Weren't. Like they had a little bit of control still. Yeah. 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 They were Yeah, fairly functional human beings that sometimes did heroin. And then it got progressively less true <laughs> as things went along. But yeah. Yeah. Oh, can I, can I talk about, you mentioned it, you brought it up, and the minute you brought it up, I could not handle the accent. <laughs> Which accent? Jared Leto sounds like he's, <laughs> so like bad. somebody told him about what a Jersey accent sounded like one time. Like, and they're, from <laughs> they're from Brooklyn. Like, I, it's like, everyone else in the movie sounds perfectly normal, and then he's just like, for Christ's sake. Ugh. Yeah, no one Long else time. tried to put an accent on. I mean, maybe the like Brooklyn ladies. But they all just sounded like Brooklyn ladies. He sounded like, I don't know what he was doing. A caricature of someone I, from Staten Island. I don't know. Like, Yeah, he was making a choice. Once you was- hear it, you're like, oh. <laughs> she did it. <laughs> I was, like, I was yeah. like, oh, God, that's so bad. My bad. But yeah, no. Yeah, because I was like, where the hell are they supposed to be from? Like, Mars? Why does he sound like that? And then it was like, oh, yeah, no, this is set in New York. <laughs> like, Yeah. Yeah, like it's not some like they're not anywhere quote unquote foreign for us. So he should sound whatever he sounds like should have been fine. Yeah. Yeah, because Brooklyn isn't really like I mean, if he was from Long Island or Jersey or something, it would be one thing, but like Brooklyn is full of a lot of everybody. It's not there's not like a distinct Brooklyn accent, and his mom didn't have one. And no, she didn't. And yeah. that's the thing. He like he he brought on like a you know when movies when they have like the bodega guy who makes the bagel <laughs> and he has that he, he was like trying yeah. to do that accent of like a 50 year old like but, like super watered down yeah. like he was trying to be subtle it was like the LaCroix of accents but it really <laughs> anyway yeah. once you notice it you don't notice it until you notice it and yeah. then you're like oh sucked because no one else had an accent like, the, the, the funny thing is you say that now and i'm trying to remember and i'm like i don't remember even hearing an accent but i'm never gonna rewatch this movie again to figure this out no. you know it's he not also, that it's gonna happen he also didn't always have it either like it yeah, wasn't, he wasn't consistent 100 committed to it's, it no it he was, wasn't he was young at that time how old was. well he was 30 is no. he in his 50s now? No. no, they were yeah no they all the actors i think the oldest person was leto um and Connolly, 
They were 30, 29, and 28. I looked up all the ages yesterday because I was just like, how old were they when they made this? Yes. And that's what it was. Jared, yeah. Jared Leto was 52 years old. Mm -hmm. oh, I thought he was. Oh. I, I saw must have a portrait in his attic. My mom, <laughs> my mom asked, she was like, who's in that movie? Because I was chatting, I was telling her about doing the podcast today. And I was like, the one who looks like Jesus. And she's like, Jared Leto? <laughs> Just I was laughing on the phone because I'm holding up a picture and yeah, he looks, looks there, like there. the Christian depiction of Jesus. Like it's yeah. so funny. nonsense. Uh, like, he's also wearing a mesh shirt, so what a lot of look it's, in that it, photo. But it's a look. It, yeah. it certainly say what you will about him. He, he definitely has the look. I did not realize he was that because yes. because I'm like obviously I'm a well, not obviously to everybody, but like, I'm a huge My So-Called Life fan. I like, yeah. like, so, you know, Jordan Catalano, it was, I guess he wasn't at all in high school at that time. And I didn't realize. What, 22, 23? Yeah. 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 age, And I guess I thought he was closer in age to. No, he wasn't. Her, but no. anyway. Yeah. No, definitely. He has not aged as well. It's actually like. Yeah. Weird. Kind of like Avril Lavigne. Yeah. Yeah. She looks like I saw a picture of her the other day and I was like. What happened? Yeah. What drinking? I don't know, but I want some. I was helping my friend get the pre-sale tickets today because she's doing a, a North American tour. And I like because I was on her TikTok page trying to get the code. And I was like, what the heck? I don't think I've paid attention to her in so long that I was like, you she looks like 22 years old well yeah and it's not just that like it's not like airbrushing or photos or kardashian witchcraftery it's like literally like you see she her in videos thing. and you're like how is that possible yeah yeah i only realized she looked that young the other day because there was something that she showed up like an award show or she was in an interview or something and then everybody was just like what the why is she looking so like 25 like she's looking so so young and then i had to like i had to like google it because people were talking about it and i was just like holy shit she does look like she's still 25 like it's, it was it crazy looks the same for like 20 years it's, it's actually wild. it's actually wild like she never looks different and she doesn't seem like the blood of virgins type so like no. i guess she's just extraordinarily genetically blessed she might just have like good skin and if you yeah if you have genetically blessed skin and maybe she's getting like great facials i don't maybe know maybe she could just be a vampire she may not have to worry about blood of a virgin she vir blood of whatever that's youngish true it also does help to like stay the same weight and do all that kind of stuff so maybe she's just like Maybe her maintenance routine is just spectacular. Whatever it is, good job, girl. Good job. You know what she is? She's a Highlander. That's it. She's a Highlander. Anyway, so Jared's in that club. He is. He's weird. He really he's is. Yeah. I also regret to inform you that he is actually as good looking in person as you think he is. I met him. Really? Oh. You're like at like in around like 2001-ish. Mm -hmm. I met him uh, at Sneaky D's and was just like startled <laughs> i thought i knew how good looking this guy was and now that i'm confronted with him in real life oh jesus oh so so he's one of those people who has like the it the thing and you see them in person you're just like i get i get why you were hired and i get why yeah. people not, like you not just a film thing or a photo thing or a makeup thing. It's just like doing his you know doing his thing having a beer it was just like wow that is a very attractive man yeah it's a yeah. shame it turned out to be such a douche nozzle. Yeah. No. Oh my god. I think that's what happens when some people um 
take themselves too seriously. Like they're just like, no, I am, I am an actor and an artist. I am a serious person. And I'm just like, fuck off. Like, whatever. That's a real theme with both of the movies tonight, I feel. (laughs) The directors are also both that type. Yeah. Oh my God. A lot of a lot of dudes taking themselves very seriously in this. Very seriously. I mean, I'm not the biggest fan of actors that do method acting i kind of think that like you're an actor you're supposed to be able to go in and out of acting are you good at this or not and (laughs) when i heard about how he did the joker and like how he terrorized the cast and crew i was like what is wrong with you like i don't that's a man looking for an excuse to be an asshole that's not some sort of craft that's not he said margot robbie a dead rat like no that's not acceptable she didn't clean his clock she could probably beat him up oh yeah well and and my my biggest problem with that kind of thing too is your method acting to play a comic book character and as a person who fucking love comic books and comic book movies for me to say that i'm like you've got to be kidding like fuck off like you can't you you can't be doing that kind of nonsense and especially you, you didn't even do that good of a job and it was a shitty version of the character blah 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 like get over yourself it was just like what is this trash and got rid of like 90 percent of what he filmed right yeah i mean he like, had to be big mad about that but also maybe you shouldn't have been such a jerk off the jump yeah and did a do a better job and actually get a better costume designer but whatever that's a that's a different story yeah no, the aesthetics were mm, not there either but questionable uh, yeah but also there are ways to like, if, if that's something that you need to kind of like stay in care, like stay in the moment or whatever, like if that's something that's part of your process or whatever, like there are ways to do it, right? Like when Hugh Laurie was on House, he only ever spoke in an American accent. On well, set. that's different, like, I think. Like he yeah. was to a certain extent in a character because he was like his coworkers from that show, like get weirded out when he speaks in his normal voice because he, they, they like knew him as, you know, yeah. he sounded American. So like, you know, and that's fine. If that helps you, then cool. But like. That doesn't mean he was going around smacking people with a cane and being a dick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah no, like there, there's ways to do it that like keep you in the moment that yeah. don't just like turn you into a caricature. Yeah, no, I, <laughs> I get the accent thing because I think accents are talent, especially when oh, you do gosh. them well. But yeah, it's when your char- your character is a horrible human being and you start acting like a horrible, like that's not an excuse. Like no, you can't just be like, I'm playing a role. Like, oh, could you imagine being Daniel Day Lewis's partner and him speaking like Lincoln for oh, like a fucking year? year. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'd cry. I'd be like, "What? Seriously, dude? Like, I, just talk he, normally." I mean, he's a very, very talented actor, but also speaking of people who take themselves away, yeah. Seriously, like, yeah. I mean, even when he's not in method acting, I suspect he is way closer to unbearable than not. So, yeah. whoever decides. Well, I'm in his orbit kind of knows what they're getting into because like the the actor where fun went to die well I've heard stories about him where like he is a bit of a method actor and he likes to stay in character when he's on set and all that kind of stuff and like sometimes it rubs people the wrong way but other times he's apparently quite good at like I'm playing a shitty character I'm gonna go in my dressing room and be a shitty character not be shitty all over you so which is I guess acceptable at that point right yeah yeah don't do yeah. it to other people yes yeah. yeah don't send people dead animals <laughs> yeah no, his thing is something that he does it affects him it affects i guess like his family or whatever who've chosen to play along with this but like he's not infringing on other people correct yeah 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 i think uh, yeah method acting is an excuse to 
be an asshole. So yes, often we get it. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I only have a few notes about this movie. I mean, we've talked about a lot of it. I do have uh, one thing to say. So the DVD I have is actually the hold on. Do you have the uh, director? I do. I have. I have the director's cut. Um and what was I gonna say? So one thing I really enjoyed and hated about this specific DVD was the menu screen. Oh no. Uh so the menu screen is you know at the end of an infomercial, which they didn't show in the movie, but at the end of the infomercial, they always have that screen that's got like the picture on the side, and they have like the information to call in and the blah 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 around it. And it's like it's some it's always like orange or blue or green or some kind of obnoxious color well the whole screen for this is for whatever infomercial she kept watching and it's just big and blue on the side and i thought it was real cool until i tried to find menu options and i'm just like what the (laughs) fuck is it like it was just nothing was highlighted in a way that made it easy for you to just pick out where you want to go and pick things out um, so we need, we had some design issues there. Designed themselves out of functionality. Yeah, that's exactly what they did. Um, and there's so many little featurettes on here that I was like, after watching this movie, I was like, I just want to get out of this world. I can't watch any of them. So I did not. That's and, um, how much is added to the movie? I don't know, actually. So the runtime on this one is 102 minutes. That's um, not about what that's ours was. Same. Yeah. Yeah, it does say 102 minutes. Okay. All yeah, right. so I don't, I actually, because A, I haven't watched it enough and I've only ever watched this director's cut version. I've also never seen this movie on like TV or something by itself. Nobody, nobody's airing this. That would be a hatchet job and a half. They can't show well, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, not during the day. They'll, they'll they can show it at like one a.m. But yeah. I don't think anybody up at one a.m. wants to watch this, anyways. Showcase after dark wouldn't touch this trash. No. 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 <laughs> it's too. It's not fun. It's not even the raunchiness isn't really like fun raunchy. It's just like yeah, curling scene. in on yourself, like oh please stop it, kind of thing. Scene with the two girls was just like. Oh God! Like these guys are all going crazy. Like that's what is just fucking awkward. Yeah, it's not even. It's just it's gross. There's like there was nothing sexy about it or attractive. Um, and no. I was just like, I can't. I'm like trying not to look at you. I can't look at you right now. Yeah, it was not pleasant. It, no, it was horrible. Yeah. yeah, which I guess is like the point, the point. but also, yeah. Ugh. Ugh. I mean, you know there is something to say about them just kind of stopping at all these horrible points in these people's lives to just be like sometimes there is no rainbow on the other side sometimes there is nobody there to catch you when you fall yeah Mm -hmm. you're just in prison without an arm or being by racist cops or prison guards or whatever yeah it's yeah like because so I watched this one I really had to psych myself into watching this um I know I messaged you guys yesterday about it I was like I'm just working myself up to watch it yeah. I was also trying not to watch it too late but I ended up starting watching it at like 9 p.m 
Um, and I'd finished at like quarter to 11. And I was like, I was up to like one because trying to empty my brain of this stuff. Because I watched like an episode of Castle and like Big Bang Theory. And I was watching Jimmy Fallon. And I was like, I can't. I can't go to sleep with this in my brain. Like, this is not a thing that's going to work. No, but that's fair. fair. It is disturbing. It is. I will say I was impressed that it was only an hour and 40 minutes. I I was happy. That movie today, it would be like two and a half hours long and utterly unbearable. So, um, yeah. But yeah, they pack a lot of horror into not a lot of time. So It did. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like I said, they didn't waste any time getting into the horror of the story, right? They were just like, we're going to start right at the edge of horrible and just get worse from there. And that was it. And that's and that's exactly what they did. Um, And surprisingly, this is um, Aronofsky's second movie um, that he ever directed. Well, outside of school, I guess. And to be honest, like, that's pretty impressive. Yeah. Um, for a second movie. After I saw this movie, I watched um, Pi. I own Pi. This is one of the movies, sadly, we skipped from last year. Um, but Pi is an interesting movie, but it's also incredibly difficult to watch. It's not long. Um, and it's not like, it's not like this kind of hard to watch. It's just very extended shots and like, like the audio in it and like the sounds they use is like it grates on your brain and you're just like the concept's really interesting but i cannot do this i have no No. patience we should (laughs) yeah i I think i think if you were on that one you'd be like i'm not doing this this is not a thing i'm gonna do yeah fair enough yeah yeah i yeah no i mean yeah as a relatively new director it is it's an impressive achievement of a movie again i Mm -hmm. hate it it ever again but like it is it is impressive yeah. one thing that was interesting to me too is like the sort of like there's there is a narrative arc but like at any point in the movie you could be anywhere along that arc because it's like is there 10 more minutes or is there another hour like you can't tell based on what's happening on screen where you are <laughs> yes yeah yeah <laughs> right like yeah i was happy that i remembered approximately where the end of this movie was because where the end of the movie is is where a lot of filmmakers now are like oh no now we're gonna make it happy and then you gotta like watch them fix everything and i'm like nope that 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 go back uphill does not happen in this movie they're just like no we're leaving we're leaving you at the bottom of the pit that's where they are that's where you're gonna be have a good time everything's gruesome here you go yeah 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 no exactly it's like yeah. Keep it real. More I'm just, I'm looking at his filmography. Yeah, yeah the remember- only yeah. movie of his that I've watched and I've liked and I've watched more than twice is Black Swan. Oh. Oh, he did The Whale. Yeah, I did not get around to watch. I was like, I don't need that depression in my life. That's literally how- what I said. I think Leah and Mike told me I wasn't allowed to watch that one. <laughs> they have a real handle on my taste and that I'll have to be like oh yeah no you hate this movie don't do it yeah I've wa- I watched the fountain I saw the fountain in theaters and I like I still remember walking out of the theater going what the fuck was that I'm like I get it time travel conquistador love through time blah 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 but I was like this is fucking bullshit yeah um the catalog is just not for me <laughs> no I didn't watch Noah. I didn't need to watch Noah's art. Like, that's not a thing I needed. 
And I tried to watch Mother and about 15 minutes as I was like, I can't do this. This is not working for me. Off you go. It actually get canceled, but is that the one where people consider his behavior to be like pretty abusive? On Mother? Yeah, with Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah, um, it is with Jennifer Lawrence, yeah. This is he's wonderful and I had such a great experience, and everyone else was just like, How is he getting away with treating her like that? Like, I think <laughs> Oh, is that the one where um well because she's supposed to be like isolated and scared and essentially everybody was told to like not talk to her and leave her alone and all that kind of stuff. Is that one? Oh, I think so. He got he got a little method behind the camera and yeah. it was not <laughs> No, we're not we're not doing that to people, guys. Super kosher. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess if you immerse yourself in this level of darkness, it's gonna affect you, right? So Yeah. 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 I just I just vaguely remember at the time people being like, eh. I think he isolated her on set. I think yeah. that's why. Yeah, like that that it seemed that he'd gone a little far. A little too far with it. Yeah. I mean, I understand directors wanted to get certain performances and sometimes it's hard to get a performance when it's like emotionally draining out of people. And so they actively try to do that. But there there is a point where you have to say to yourself, like, maybe I shouldn't do this to someone because it could destroy them or put them in a spiral or something. Consenting adults. So if she was going along with it. And she had enough star power that if she didn't want to go along with it, she could have pushed back, I suppose. By that, then, yeah, she right? was like she, cause very she, famous. She wasn't, you know, somebody whose career depended on going along with this kind of stuff. But also, yeah. like, don't mind fuck your actors. Yeah, your it's actors, not nice. If you can't act for the role that you want them to play, then hire someone who can. <laughs> exactly. I that's I absolutely agree with that. Because, like, if you're not getting what you want out of them, guess what? You can find somebody else. Trust me, yeah. there's 10,000 other people who are probably just as good who you can get in there who could probably do the job that you want. Just do yeah. it. Just do it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. What else do I have? The mailman was Samir on Office Space. And the only reason why I pointed that out is because of my uh, pre-2024 um, episode was Office Space. And I was like, hey, that guy's back. That's it. <laughs> Let's see. Seems she who was Sarah? Sarah's the mom. She's the mom, right? Yeah. Yeah, because I have a note here saying I don't remember Sarah's storyline being so cheesy at the beginning. And I it clearly has reference to like her sitting at home and like a hamburger showing up on the shelf and a thing over here. Also, that food looked gross. I don't know why it was making her hungry. It looked disgusting. Um, yeah, and until she goes to the doctor, at that point in time, you're just like, this is lame. And then it gets too real. And you're like, I don't need this. Or sharp downhill slide on that one. Yeah. Um. Oh, and the other thing that got me mad was when, when she's like on speed and Jared Leto comes to visit her. And she's like, I don't need a present. I just, I just, you just need to have a baby. And I was like, why? Well, she was obviously unhinged, like, from the beginning. And that really, yeah. Yeah, but I also think that goes back to, like, that um, parental instinct that was, like, shoved into everybody's faces. That you're just like, no, you're an adult now. If you're in a relationship, you have a baby. That's what you do. You have to, you, this is, you're an adult. Have a baby. That's, I want a grandchild. Have a baby. 
And I think that's what she was kind of pushing. Yeah. And she was obviously a homemaker who lost her husband at the time when she should have been getting the most of his attention, right? When he was retirement age or whatever. And then like her son is intermittently in her life in less than positive ways if he's taking her TV. So like, yeah, she has a lot of domestic energy that is not being expended. And the husband is dead, not just left them, right? No, I believe he's dead. Yeah, He's dead, right? Okay. I got there was a couple of points in there where I was like at the beginning I was very sure he was dead and then in the middle somewhere she was saying some things I was like wait did he just leave them and then at the end I was like no I think he's dead he's dead so dead yeah yeah okay um yeah that covers all of my notes for this movie because I was I was actively like I know usually when I watch them I actively try to make myself focus with this one I was actually trying to like not focus to be honest yeah i was like i can't i can't concentrate on this that much or that heavily i can't do it like that no yeah 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 exactly (laughs) so for sure yeah um let's get on to happier topics with reservoir (laughs) dogs (laughs) i don't know if that's the term i want to use but i'm gonna say that for now yes happier terms when Tarantino just got a chill and he doesn't know why. He's just like, what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This was my first viewing of Reservoir Dogs. Oh I, my God. No, I thought I had seen it. I, I, I would have like put money down on having seen it because I've yeah. seen like his earlier work. Really after Kill Bill, I can't say I've seen much of his stuff. But before that, like... And and then I'm watching. I'm like, I have not seen this. Oh, okay. <laughs> At least I haven't sat down to watch it. Like, I'm sure I've seen scenes and stuff, but well, yeah. No, I don't think I have. Huh. Yeah. So, what was your what's your first impression of it? Oh, I don't know what the fuck happened. <laughs> <laughs> also, I mean. I will forever know Mr. Pink, but like the names like blonde and white. And yeah, I'm, I was just a bit like the name thing. And I get why they do it, but it was kind of hilarious. Like yeah. <laughs> Mr. Brown, Quentin. Yeah. Um, but like, yeah, no, I mean, it was interesting. Like I don't, I enjoyed watching it, but I was just like, what is happening? Like it was an interesting, the way the timeline like i was trying to figure out and i was like okay it's another one where you don't know where you are in the narrative arc yeah again there's 10 minutes left of the movie or it could be another two hours and you have no idea and obviously they did that on purpose with like the different perspectives and playing with the timeline but yeah it does make it kind of a disconcerting movie to watch because you don't know where you are in the movie (laughs) yeah yeah well i mean this is this is his first studio movie um and as you know quentin like if you watch of any more than two Quentin Tarantino's, you realize he never, he almost never tells a story perfectly linearly. No. Yeah. Um, and this was like, this was like the amateur version of that. And then Pulp Fiction perfected it, right? Because Pulp Fiction, he picked the order, how to put the story together in, in like the right way. But it's, of course, not in order in any way. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's yeah, this was sort of his proof of concept of how he would then make other movies. Yeah, it's shocking to me as a person who's just coming on the scene, just wrote this script, and was like, yeah, I can get some Hive Cartel in there. I can get some, um, what is it? Uh, one of the Roth, Tim Roth, and... 
Michael Madsen. Michael Madsen. Like these are, and Steve Buscemi. Like I know they weren't, I think the biggest person in this is Harvey, Harvey Keitel at the time. Probably. Yeah. Um, all like pretty, they were well known. They, they, they were known. all early in their careers, but they were still. Yeah. Well, yeah. this this was the first movie he directed, but didn't he write True Romance? Was he one of the writers of True Romance? Uh, that that actually that might be true. Yeah, he wrote the script for it, so he was. It wasn't actually his first movie. It was he was around, like yeah, he was so known. Like, yeah, he would have made connections there and stuff, and like people would have had an idea of what he was up to. Well, maybe he just knew the right people, right? Yeah. I mean, and they want. I don't think he a... would have had any trouble networking. This, you know, this, the ego continues to grow. But like, even even when he first started out, he was <laughs> ego maniac. So, you know, yeah, like he's definitely a person who's very into himself. I mean, I yeah. think any director that puts himself in the movie constantly. Yeah. 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 Well, Let's see. Yeah. He wrote. Well, it says here writers was his first thing was Lovebirds in Bondage in 1983, and it was a short film. <laughs> um, and it was just <laughs> terrible. Yeah. Bondage. Oh yeah. Uh, no, True Romance came after this. Oh, it did. Yeah, yeah. It came out in. It says 1993 here. And this is 92. I don't know. I swear I would have converted. Okay, well, anyway, it doesn't matter. Well, that would be the year True Romance was released. So it is possible he wrote it before and it was in production and blah, 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 while he was doing his own thing. That is possible. I mean, I don't imagine this movie took very long to film. No, probably not. When you take away the, like, the time fuckery, like, there's very few sets and the scenes aren't very long. Like, it's actually... It's only the length that it is because they show things like multiple times. Times, right? yeah, they do. So, yeah, I, I mean, it's got some stuff in it that did not hold up well, but I guess it was pretty terrible at the time, also. So, yeah, <laughs> I am very used to him throwing in the n word in movies, but in this one, it was excessively egregious because it was usually not much. <laughs> Well, because usually he'll throw it in there and it's not um it's not usually as derogatory as it is in this movie. Whereas in his other movies, if it's used in a derogatory fashion, somebody gets their comeuppance immediately for saying it, because like they'll say it to like a black guy and they'll get like shot in the face or punched or whatever. Whereas this, it was just like a bunch of white guys sitting around, you know, N-words be robbing people and N-words be in jail and 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 like it was uh, can we not do this thank you like usually it's more of like a casual vocabulary thing and not like the focus of conversation right. yeah one sequence in the car where i was just like hey, i hope my neighbors can't hear this yeah yeah no this was definitely one of the times where it makes me cringe and I don't think it was supposed to make you cringe. It was just supposed to be like edgy. Um, oh. Unlike in, in like, for example, in um, Django, when they're like, oh my God, there's blah, blah, blah on a horse. It's supposed to make you cringe. You're supposed to be like, you're not supposed to do that. Like that's the whole point of it. Whereas this was just like, we're just going to sprinkle it in there and be real mean. And nobody's going to be like, 
he is cool because it's edgy. And I was like, no, no, this is not right. Yeah, no, it it was well, yeah. I mean, a lot of his stuff is yeah, edgy is a very gentle word for it. <laughs> you yes. know, he's trying to provoke a reaction and it works, but yeah. yeah. He's uh he likes to to poke people and be like, Meh. Yeah. You know, I kind of think it's lazy. Yep. It is. I also think it's it's a bit lazy. Just um, a troll in a party hat at this point, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. You know, he's very good at making films, but is he good at making stuff people actually want to watch or are people just like caught up in the cult of him? Like he's like pretty far up his own ass. And I'll agree. He is. I, I mean, there are a few things of his that I generally enjoy watching, but one of those things is one of the things he thinks is the worst movie he's ever made, which is Death Proof. And I fucking love that thing. Like, oh, I love Death Proof. I love Kill Bill. I do love Kill Bill. Kill Bill is one of those movies, the volume one and two, like, I could give a shit he directed it, but I just love the actors. I love the set. I love everything about Kill Bill. And I am definitely not, I couldn't name more than five, three, four, five of his films. Well, I saw technically, he tech like full length films and he has what, eight? Um, but he's done like bits of things. Like he did um, Four Rooms and he did um, like <laughs> Dust Till Dawn. He did like the half thing with um, Romero. Oh, um, Rodrigo? Rodriguez was it Rodriguez? Yeah, it's not Romero. It's Rodriguez, was it? Um, yeah, yeah. When I was in high school, I did one of the rooms from Four Rooms as a one-act play that I had to direct for my OAC drama project. Which one did you do? Which room? With Tim Roth. Uh, with- yeah. yeah, that's the best. That's the best one. Right, Wait, no, the- no, he's the bellhop. So uh, which? But the girl, the girl's like tied to the chair and he's running the gun around and all that, like. Yes. Okay. That one. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Wait, no, they're all with Tim Roth. I'm done. Um, yeah. Anyway, it was it was a whole experience. Anyway, but uh, but I have a lot of affection for that movie. Yeah. No, I do. I actually really do love Four Rooms. I think it's great. Um. Yeah. I mean, the part with the witches at the beginning, I'm very like meh about, but that's not Tarantino's fault, so I can't argue with that. Antonio Banderas and the burning curtains and like all that. Oh <laughs> like, my god, I love those kids. They're amazing. Yeah. I yeah. love it. I love that. That's my favorite room. Yeah. Um, followed by the Tarantino, followed by the yeah. chick tied to the chair, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I've never seen it. Oh, it's, it's good. I wonder how it would hold up. I haven't seen it in many years, but I... Uh, yeah. The last time I watched it was like two years ago. It was on here. I did it for this, so... And I was actually quite shocked how well most of them worked out. Yeah. Let's see. So... Ten movies okay and well and the 11 is the movie critic which is in the future which is coming out yeah yeah he's got um, Reservoir dogs was his first and then pulp fiction jackie brown the kill bills death proof mm-hmm. inglorious bastards django unchained the hateful eight oh. once upon a time in hollywood those are all the ones that have come out i have seen all of his movies and I've definitely, I've probably seen that episode of er because i was a bit of a freak with er when it was on tv and what else is there yeah there was a csi episode probably saw that too (laughs) what yeah apparently he directed two episodes of csi love csi then that's okay yeah and i've definitely seen it because i've seen all of them i did not know that he was implicated but Mm -hmm. oh um 
Oh, you know why it was two? Because it was a two-parter episode called Grave Danger. Oh, isn't that the one where Nick gets buried alive? Yes, it is. Oh, it's one of oh, my favorites. Yes, episodes. I did not know that two directors. He had, had the, oh, the ants. Oh, God. Oh, and the ants. Talking and Grissom can read his lips. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. I, I hate the that. feels. Yeah, you're having emotions about your list. Like, oh, my God. <laughs> Oh, I, right. what episode of er did he direct let's see <laughs> he directed motherhood which was on a faithful mother's day several staffers of the er possible life-changing event susan lewis sister chloe gives birth to a beautiful and healthy baby girl things start to go wrong however when their mother cookie who had agreed to take in chloe and the baby suddenly decides she's done enough for susan and will and she will have to take care of it. There's more, but that's as far as I'm going to get for right now. I've watched like half a dozen ER episodes of my life, so. Yeah. No, I definitely watched that show from beginning to end. Wow. So I've probably seen this episode, but that episode, it's not <laughs> ringing a bell for some reason. Like this, is, this one's 95. So what season is that? can't remember how long ER was. Oh, season one, episode 24. So it's at the end of the first season. Wow. That was a long time ago. Yeah. All right. So yeah, so apparently it turns out I've watched everything Kill Bill. Who knew? Uh, I'm sorry, everything Kill Bill. Everything Tarantino. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I haven't I've never seen Kill Bill. I've, there are a bunch of them I haven't seen. But... You haven't seen Kill Bill? No. Girl. One of those movies that everyone was telling you to watch at one point. It was just like everyone's like, Oh, you gotta see it. And I was just like, I just was like, Nope. <laughs> too many people tried to convince me. So now I'm going to watch it never. Well, I happens guess. to me too. I get it. I'll put it on the right. TV and you won't have a choice. The last one I thought was Hateful Eight. And that's because I went to see it in the theater because I knew if I tried to watch it at home, I was not going to pay attention. So then I just mm -hmm. sat there seething for three hours. Yeah. From Kill Bill on, I saw all of his movies in theater. Yeah. That, no, sorry. I did not see Django in theater. I saw everything else in theater. Should probably watch Django, actually. Um, yeah, no, my biggest problem with Django is Jamie Foxx, um, and that's why I didn't see it in the theater. That's a pretty big problem, isn't he? The yeah. star? <laughs> exactly. That is that is ninety percent of the problem. Do you have a problem with him in general, or him in that movie specifically? Or like, I don't, I don't like him. He's everywhere he goes and everything he does. He's just Jamie Foxx, and Jamie Foxx comes across as a pretentious blowhard and it annoys me okay fair enough yeah people are just like oh my god he was in ray and he was in this and he was in that then he comes on screen and says three words i'm just like oh it's just jamie fox again whatever like it's he's not he doesn't get lost in the character he doesn't i'm like i look at you when i see jamie fox right it's not like it happens yeah, yeah you know there are um, some like that like bradley cooper yeah bradley cooper is just bradley cooper most uh, yeah. of the time yeah you know, I, I just see bradley cooper with a prosthetic on for yeah, his new movie shady that decision but anyway i mean i just it just looks like him with the nose prosthetic i'm just like oh i don't buy this at all yeah yeah and for the few people i know who it's for the it's maestro right you're talking about yeah um, for the few people I know who have seen it, which are the girls that sit at the other end of my office who yelled about it all yesterday morning or this morning, whenever they they set out the Oscar nominations, they hated it. They don't understand why he was nominated and nobody should watch it. So there. 
That's all, that's all I know about it. About it? (laughs) Well, fair enough. Yeah. They had very definitive opinions about the movie. So I was like, all right. Yeah. 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 That's fair. I'm not going to watch it because I don't like Bradley Cooper. I mean, everyone has those actors that they just don't. That just, that doesn't do it for them. And there's no legitimate reason. I can't tell you why. It's not like Bradley Cooper has done something that I'm like, yeah. He's been good in a lot of movies, but I just, I always just see him as himself. I'm just like, I don't buy it. I feel like that about Owen Wilson. I just hate his face and everything that he's in. I'm like, I wish that you were not who you are. (laughs) Just, it's there's there's no logical reason i'm sure yeah. he's a perfectly lovely dude and he's been in lots of great movies and he's done a reasonable job and i just i'm like i wish you weren't on my screen right now please fuck yeah. up i so. mean i must i i enjoy those wilson brothers like uh like pretty like a lot like i've watched a lot of their stuff yeah. they work for me um but yeah i could see why old wilson's like face would annoy you though i get it i get it I- his whole his everything just is like i'm just like i don't i'm not into it (laughs) i've mostly watched his comedy things and i think that's why i'm okay with it but anytime you try to be like serious i'm like i like him and loki see that's i think that's one of the reasons i wasn't that excited about loki and everyone was talking and i was like yeah it was a really fun show but also every time it was on screen i was just there was just this undercurrent of so (laughs) not conducive (laughs) oh my god um I know this one may make me sound old, but I'm like that with uh, who has it's a, this is a person who hasn't really been in anything in a while. Richard Gere, like, oh, yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Can't fucking stand his face. Can't can't do it. I there are movies that are on my list to watch, and I had not watched it when they came out just because he was in it, and I just haven't gotten around to it. Oh, that's sad. Yeah, I quite enjoy him. He does look like a rodent. Oh yeah, for sure, but. <laughs> But a fairly well put together one. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it's a rodent wear suit. It's fine. He's like, yeah. He's really good at Shall We Dance. I think that's what it's called. What's that? He uh, he starts, he's having a bit of a midlife crisis. And instead of doing anything skeevy, he starts taking secretly taking ballroom dancing lessons. Oh. <laughs> it is called Shall We Dance. It came out in 2004. Yeah. And he danced with uh, Jennifer Lopez. Yeah, I love Stanley Tucci. Yeah, no, Stanley Tucci is like I love so. Stanley Tucci. In that movie. He's like he's just like a side character who's not even in it that much, but he like absolutely every every scene he's in, he just like absolutely runs. I love well, that. He's spectacular. Stanley Tucci. He's wonderful. No, have you have not watched the Lovely Bones? So sure. Why would we yeah. do that? No, I read that book. Yeah, so did I. I that did was- read the book. I read the book too. I yeah. Yeah. No. I went not today. I I read that book. Yeah, even he is skeeved out by that role. Like every time anyone asks him if there are like roles that he would like never do again or like wish it kind of wishes, he's just like, oh, that movie was horrible. Like yeah. just traumatizing for everybody, including for everybody him. involved. Yeah, yeah, no, <laughs> can't do it, can't do it. Yeah, no, I would never watch that. I don't. No. One okay. thing I did realize while watching Reservoir Dogs, and like if you pay attention, to, like the dialogue um tarantino reuses a whole bunch of names from this movie in pulp fiction uh well uh mr uh, mr blonde is uh the brother right isn't aren't they linked aren't they like aren't there some connections like isn't he supposed to be vincent vega's brother well they talk about a guy named vic vega who's in prison 
Mr. Blonde but I don't... Vega, and I think he's actually supposed to be Vincent Vega's brother. Really? No, well, no, Vic Vega is Mr. Blonde. Or, yes. Yeah, no, yeah, Mr. Blonde. Vega is from Pulp Fiction. Yeah, I know, yeah. So I think that they're supposed to be... I think like he's actually related to each other? There's like that that's supposed to be... I mean, I obviously... Know. It you know other care like other actors appear in Pulp Fiction, but mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. That well, well, I think uh, besides Michael Madsen, don't they all appear in Pulp Fiction? Because uh, I know Tarantino does. Actually, until I had put a note until um, Harvey Keitel gets killed at the end, I was like, isn't he just? The wolf, like, isn't he playing? Isn't that the same character? Yeah. Because I was like, is he's gonna live? And this is just like an extension. He just moved across the country or something. Well, I mean, Harvey Keitel. I don't. I don't know. I, I'd have to look at his acting resume, but like, he often shows up in movies to Harvey Keitel about it. But also, he picks his projects well, so it's not like a gross. Like, why are you getting in the way of this thing? It's just like, ah, yes, this there was a space for Harvey Keitel there, and somebody cast him. How wise. <laughs> so true he was cast really well for the role that he played like i thought he did such a good job um because it doesn't actually make sense the way he's like so committed to going to bat for this kid that he doesn't even know but on the other hand he just like sells the heck out of it right so like you're just like this makes no sense but like okay i'm with you i was a bit confused i was like i see maybe he did he see himself in him I don't know. I guess he was or, doing a major thing, and or was it that he took he quote unquote took a bullet for him? Um, but he was of... like he like he already helped the kid escape, right? Like the, they were they were already committed before the the unfortunate gut shot incident. Yes, yeah. Like, Which that was one thing I did not remember. Like I thought he got gut shot by like the cops by accident, but it was like no, they were trying to steal somebody else's car, and that person was armed. You know. I had entirely forgotten that. I think I actually said whoa out loud at my TV. <laughs> I did too. I did too. Yeah. And yeah. like, I think Tim Roth like had a same look on his face that I had when he <laughs> shot the person. Cause he was like, shit. And I was like, oh shit, he did it. Like he's the cop. He's supposed to be the good guy. Like it was, yeah. I had, I had very much the same reaction. Yeah. 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 No, I, yeah. <laughs> I mean, there are a lot of startling episodes of people getting shot in that movie more than I remembered. Their yeah. court budget must have been immense. Yeah. <laughs> Good God. <laughs> so much blood. Tim Roth just bathing in it every scene. Like uh, I did uh, I did enjoy how they all just shot each other. Yeah. I did enjoy that. And I actually really enjoyed when he sh- I'm bad at the names, Mr. White. When he shot him after he tortured the other cop. What's the oh no, Mr. Orange shot Mr. Blonde for torturing the cop. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, I just like how I because I thought he was dead. Yeah, and then all of a sudden he just shot him like seven times. He just clip. He just put the clip in it. (laughs) He deserved. He actually was a psycho. He was a bit of a psycho. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, He was. He was a sadist essentially, right? Because he was just really into inflicting that pain. He's not doing it because, like, yeah, he's just. But good on, I, I'm going to say good on the cop tied to the chair. Yeah. Because, dude, I would have said, if someone was coming for my ear, 
Yeah. I mean, he was going to die anyway. Like that, that guy is crazy. He'd seen their face. He'd seen their face, like all of their faces. Like there was no way they were letting him go and he would have known that. But yeah, yeah. No, it was kind of impressive. I was like, good for you, buddy, because this guy's nuts. <laughs> like, yeah. And well, maybe, maybe that was the reason why he was able to keep it. Cause he's like, they can do whatever. Cause they're going to kill me no matter what I say. So just do it. Yeah. Plus maybe he thought the cop, like the undercover um, was already dead. Like, so he's like, what's he the certainly point? looked like it? Good guy. I know he lost yeah. way too much blood. I'm like, naps to the makeup artist for that unhealthy pallor that he had going on by the end. I was yes. like, he was, oh my god, he was so gross. Like, oh yeah, you could like, you were like watching him die on screen. I was really impressed by that. No, no, he no, he got shot in the head, didn't he? Did, did he get shot in the Mr. head? Mr. White shot him. Oh yeah, 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 I can't. Like, there's too many. There's too many guns. It's possible he didn't, but the cops shot Mr. White when he had his gun in Mr. Orange's mouth. So the chances that his brains ended up all over the yeah. warehouse are way higher than the fact than him getting the yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess, you know that it was. Uh, there's no information, the but they're all just dead. Yeah, I think so. I think they're all dead. Uh, oh. One thing that annoyed me about this, which they kind of mentioned it a couple of times, they show him on screen for about three seconds. Nobody cares what happened to Mr. Blue. They're like, that guy's dead. You're like, is he? What was he doing? Who was that guy? He, he was, was the one guy in the group who who had no name. If you look at him, you're like, I don't know who that guy is. Uh, he, was, he was just, he was at the table in the beginning and their slow motion walk to whatever they were going. He was there. That was it. But even on like the box and stuff where they have like cutouts of the whole crew, he's yeah. like over here. <laughs> Sorry, I, I pointed outside of the picture, listeners. Thank you. Yeah. 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 Well, didn't Mr. Blonde shoot him? Uh, no, they, uh, who showed up? It was, who showed up last? Um, no, it was the, the, it was the son. Uh, what was his name? Eddie. Eddie. Yeah. When Eddie showed up, he said, because they were like, well, where's where's Mr. Blue? And he's like, he's dead. And that's all you've heard about him. Okay. After that, like, slow walk at the beginning. Oh, I thought, yeah, I thought he was one of the ones that Mr. Blonde shot. But yeah, yeah, I don't I mean, it's hard to keep track. There was a very high body count. <laughs> but yeah. But yeah, I do. I do like I mean, it's a very violent movie, but it's also like it's so overblown that it also kind of comes back around to not being that violent because it's like the movie doesn't appear cartoonish, but the level of violence kind of is. Well, actually, like actually behave like that. Yeah. But paying attention to the movie, most of the violence isn't on screen. Yeah. You see the aftermath of the violence. The most violent part you see is when Mr. Blonde is working on the cop. But everybody else is like shows up shot or shows up injured or shows up something's already done. No, but he shoots the cop in the head. Like who shot oh that guy shoots the cop in the head. Yes. That guy shoots the cop in the head. Um I don't I don't know. I guess maybe my brain is comparing it to other Tarantino movies. I'm like other movies have much higher body count and there there's a lot more violence. Like you go for a while in this movie without anything really happening, except for seeing a guy with a hole in his... Well, you don't even see the hole in his stomach. He's just bleeding. This is why we need to watch Kill Bill. <laughs> yeah. You you want to see some, some crazy... Like, there's a sequence in Kill Bill that they had to put in black and white specifically because there was too much blood and he didn't want NC-17. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm, I've seen that sequence, obviously. I, of course. I, yeah, it's... You know, if you want to do, I don't think. 
Um, yeah, for a while. Yeah, that's true, actually. <laughs> yeah, I have seen that sequence. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I don't know. But anyway, yeah, like it's just, yeah, the way that it all plays out is like very comic book movie, whatever. Like it's not, it's not particularly real. So it's like not as distressing as it might be if it was like a little bit less overblown, I guess. How many yeah. people rip into a cop car? Like, don't do that. You got enough problems, man. <laughs> just run. Yeah. Well, that's, I think that's the difference between this and Reservoir Dogs. Um, uh, Sorry, this and Pulp Fiction. It's because with his editor that stuck with him for as long as they could, like, A, he perfected the use of time jumps to show different parts of the story in different order and to just, so that you end up piecing together the story yourself by the end, even though everything's there, so that everything's there for you. But also the way he makes violence, not like you see this is comic booky, but I think by the time he hits Pulp Fiction, it's some of it's a little bit the same, but I find it's a lot more um, difficult to watch. Like it's very like um, visceral, as I want to say, like it's very like, oh, my God, like things are happening, you know? Yeah. I mean, there's also an element of sexual violence in Pulp Fiction that is not in Reservoir Dogs. So that adds some yikes factor. (laughs) Did you lose it? I'm just, I'm trying to figure out. Like the whole Marcellus Wallace thing? Remember that? Oh, well, oh, yeah. Oh, no, you say, oh my God. I'm so, uh, yeah, no, you say sexual violence. And I think like, Nobody was raped in this. No, well, technically they were raped, but I think of women is which is wrong. Yeah. It, it is wrong of me, but that's what I was thinking, and I was just like, yeah, well, but that, no. that, yeah. And then yeah. so there's like that horrible scene, and then the like aftermath, the, like the revenge aftermath, which is like, yeah, wow, that's hard to watch, but fair play. But oh, <laughs> yeah, I've I've seen that scene many times, and still to this day, every time it comes on, I'm just like my god i don't think i should watch this part like it's uh it's very it's very hard and it's very brutal and it's very like intense and it i've i to me like i it's i've never desensitized to it i think is the the right term yeah it's not something that you see in very many movies it was unusual at the time and it remains unusual today i haven't seen pulp fiction in like i don't even know more than a decade for sure and I can still like picture that scene. Yeah. <laughs> it's horrible and unusual. Yeah. Pulp Fiction is one of one of the few ones of his movies that they all show on TV very regularly. Um, and if I catch it and it's on, it's one of those things where I'm just like, oh, I just want to watch this one part. Oh, no, oh, no. I got to watch. Oh, this part's coming up next. I got to watch this one part. And then by the, the time I keep saying that until the movie's done. And I'm just like, shit. And of course, they can't show it at like two in the afternoon they're showing this at two in the morning and i'm in bed at like 5 a.m going like why am i so tired i don't know like it's ridiculous i need to stage my brain yeah yeah Yeah. but like i find like i think it's one of those reasons it's one of like pulp fiction is one of the reasons why like tarantino is so revered i don't think like it's always hard as an artist especially when you kind of come out on top almost immediately to like go above it and i'm not saying his movies that came after are worse or bad or anything because as you know i've watched everything um but pulp fiction is just it's a proper balance of like 
action and gritty, but there's humor involved in it. And the way the story's told is you just like, you just want to see the parts. The parts are all good. And the, the whole makes it even better. And it's like, I just can't not watch that movie when it's around for some reason. Yeah. 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 He sort of metaphorically peaked in high school on that one. <laughs> right? Yeah, he did. He did. Exactly. It's, it's, it's an all rush ever since. Yeah. Senior in high school, <laughs> you know, the quarterback of the team. Boom. Yeah. Out of the gate. He just absolutely nailed it and then has never quite. Yeah. Hey, and he's seen other lovely movies, but none of them have like none of them have to have the same cultural impact for sure. But also they don't have the I find they don't have the same like pull. Like I can turn off Kill Bill, like if it comes on TV. I can turn off Death Proof, which never comes on TV. I can tu- I can turn <laughs> off his other movies, right? Um, but Pulp Fiction can't turn it. I don't even care. I don't care what time it is. Well, it's, it, I'm gonna end up watching it. Yeah, I mean, and also the, it's an interesting one too because the characters are very well drawn. Yes. Like, yeah. He, yeah. Even though they don't spend a lot of time on screen, you get a really good sense. I mean, he's good at dialogue. That's like kind of a shtick, mm-hmm. but like, yeah, you get a really good sense of them very fast. So then it's like you actually care what's happening to them more than you do. Like, I mean, Reservoir Dogs, like the the dialogue is very good, but also like you don't know very much about anybody. It's just like a couple mm-hmm. lines and so you don't get like emotionally invested whereas like yeah well and the thing about this too is like everybody's technically a bad guy but there's clearly quote-unquote bad guys and quote-unquote good guys in this whereas in Pulp Fiction I find again they're technically all supposed to be bad guys ish but you like everybody like you like all of them like yeah. you want you want to know what happens you want to hang out with them you want to be like you're cool you know you, w- yeah. you want to be there yeah yeah no, no, it's a it's a very clever movie Gets it is it really is yeah and like this this shows the beginnings of how his mind works how he puts stories together how he builds his characters like He's just, he is, he is good at what he does. And there's people out there that are like this. Like, you don't have to like them, but you can, you're allowed to like what they do. Um, <laughs> the worst is when you, you're like, I like what you do, but I'm not allowed to like you because you're an ass, like, you're the worst. But I think Tarantino is bland enough that you're like, yeah, you're a tool, but I'm still allowed to like what you've done. <laughs> yeah, I can't imagine he's much fun at parties, but like, you know, he's he's only done a few in unforgivable things, and most of them were like he was not so great on Death Proof, right? Like with Uma Thurman. Was it not? Sorry, not Death Proof. Um Kill Bill. Kill Bill. She got she was injured like quite a bit, like quite severely, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, um but yeah. this was one of the reasons why she did it is because she helped him create and and the character and all that kind of they've been working on it for years together and she wanted to do it but he wouldn't like and she hurt herself and she didn't have enough time to heal and all that kind of stuff so he pushed too hard and she has to deal with the consequences which is not great but also you know she's not he's not he didn't get me (laughs) too right yeah yeah sadly the the bar is pretty low and surprisingly many people don't pass it so i was like what <laughs> like the bar is it's 90 percent don't be an asshole and people are just like fuck that you know yeah 
keep your <laughs> keep your intrusive thoughts in your hands to yourself. Oh, yeah, it's surprisingly easy to do. People, very it's easy. Basic respect. Yeah. Yeah. All order apparently. Yeah, and I just have one other thing to say about this movie. That man's cell phone. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. Like the outfit. Oh yeah, the I love phone, them. Like the hair, like the whole. I, yeah, as soon as he showed up on screen, I was just like, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So everyone else looks pretty normal because they're all wearing suits and stuff, and then he's just like, snap bright, shot. Yeah, <laughs> bright purple jumpsuit, the whole bit. Yeah. Yeah, um, he definitely place it. He looked like a guy who was like, yeah, worked in a family criminal criminal enterprise and called his father daddy. Like, like <laughs> he does. He does. I find that very confusing in a grown man. But anyway, um, <laughs> you sometimes know. you sometimes you just get used to saying something and you just keep saying it. Sure, whatever. Uh, I just happier. I just can't. I, I got a gutter brain. I have bad associations with that now. I can't. I have to I used to say father, papa, yeah. dad. But I would do like father and papa as like a joke. Mm-hmm. Never daddy. Uh, no. No. Yeah. As a as a kid, I definitely said daddy. And then I got to uh, yeah, like 14, 15. <laughs> I was like, I can't say that anymore. That's just wrong. Like yeah. it's it's inappropriate. Yeah child absolutely and then yeah when you start becoming an actual person it's like maybe not (laughs) (laughs) not anymore yeah um so just let you know too with this dvd it's the 10th anniversary special edition and when they put it out you could get um there were different covers for the different people so you can get one for like mr brown mr blonde mr pink whatever i have mr brown tarantino's oh um punchable face yeah uh, it really is a punchable face i actually don't think i picked it i think i just bought it because that was the one that was on the shelf at the time i'm like 90 yeah. percent sure i would have picked something else uh, if it was him. obviously obviously yeah, yeah. Quite a mr orange i i would have went mr white mr orange yeah i like mr pink i mean i like but i mean if we're, we're going for aesthetics bless yeah. his heart well <laughs> yeah I think I would have gone Mr. Orange. That's true. Yeah. I don't, I, I never, oh, maybe I owned a copy of the movie at some point, but uh, I definitely had the soundtrack and I loved it and I listened to it all the time. Same with Pulp Fiction. His movies have amazing, all, like all of them have amazing soundtracks. Yeah. The Reservoir Dog one has like chunks of dialogue in it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like the Let's Get a Taco speeches on it, for example, which is fine if you're just like at home, but like, if you put it on, like, I definitely, like, put it on at some point when my parents were in the room, and then that started, and my mother was just like, what is this child? Like, <laughs> she's staunchly anti-Tarantino. She saw Pulp Fiction and was horrified when it came Yeah. Out. Yeah, oh, I can't, I I cannot even mention Tarantino in front of my mother. She'd be like, no, none of this. Oh, my I'm mom not having loves Tarantino. Like, she loves Pulp Fiction. I... As a like literal child, I was more desensitized to violence than my mom is. Like as a full grown adult, my mom, had, my <laughs> mom didn't know. Like even when she was watching Saltburn, she was like just a cat. But like then she laughed, and she afterwards she was like, "That's a great movie." Mm-hmm. And then like yeah. so, it doesn't phase my mom. She also well, raised two teenage boys, and they were just horrible human beings. They're monsters. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. My mom actually, it's not the violence because she loves 
like action movies like her thing she loves them but i always have to vet them for her because as soon as there's like a sex scene or there's like cussing more than like one f-bomb no not having any of it really yeah it's surprisingly one of her favorite movies die hard well you don't have to get down in that movie it's true yeah well the thing (laughs) is it's the first time she saw it she saw it on tbs so for years that movie had no cussing in it and then i bought the dvds and she put it on when i wasn't home and i was like so how you doing she's like i'll watch this on tv from now on i was like okay yeah that's the way that's it yeah <laughs> i bet you you adorable i could bet you you could find a dvd of like the censored version censored version oh probably yeah yeah when they say yippee kaye my friend Definitely, totally, yes. Oh, is that how they censored? <laughs> oh my god, Yippee my friend. But the thing is, is like the voice and tone would completely change. Oh, They'd be like, Yippee my friend, and then they just keep going. I was like, oh my god, what is that? No, <laughs> that is so stupid. It brightened my whole day. <laughs> and the other one I remember, this was in for Avengers. They called him um uh. It's when Zeus was uh, calling McLean. What was he calling him? I forget. It was something mean and that had cuss words in it. And then they changed it to stupid white farmer. And I was like, I don't. I think it was like stupid motherfucker. And it was like, they changed to stupid white farmer. And I was like, no, that's not working. Well, so the worst, (laughs) the worst TV censorship I ever experienced. I saw uh, a copy of Boys in the Hood that was taped off TV. And, which I don't know why they bothered to air it because, but they couldn't, they obviously couldn't cut out all the swearing because then they would have had like a 15 minute movie. So, um, but they, I guess they were airing it at night. So they were allowed to say fuck, but every time they said motherfucker, they censored the first half, not the second. Yep. So the whole movie is just like, mm, fucker, mm, fucker. What? Yeah. It, like you'd think they'd, they'd keep the mother and leave, take the actual bad word out. I think that, but no. Yeah, yeah but. Th- uh, what was the other one? They used to do they'd bleep hole and asshole was the other one they did for a long time. That's curious. Yeah. <laughs> if they said if they said goddamn, they did the whole thing. Yeah. I remember yeah. that. Yeah. And I was just like, wait, what? This makes no sense. It is kind of weird. Even still, you can say ass on TV, but not asshole. Correct. Like- mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a there's apparently it's it has to do with the way the word is used. So if if it's used as like um uh what what is it? I actually have like a documentation of this for like work. And like it's the same thing with like bitch and stuff. Like you can use bitch, you're like sup bitches, how's it going, bitches? But if you say she's a goddamn bitch, it gets bleeped. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Huh. It's it's stuff like that that you're just like I don't I do not understand how like the sensors are working who's sitting there watching this to make sure you know what context is this in like just get rid of all of them just be it's done really targeted derogatory they have to bleep it but if it's just like <laughs> yeah uh, the worst case of censorship I ever saw was so they were showing what channel was it on I don't know it was Sex in the City they were showing and they were showing it on like. W network or something like that. Um, but it was in the middle of the afternoon. It was like three or four in the afternoon and stuff. And there was a specific episode that I saw. Um, did you guys watch Sex in the City? 
first yeah, season, season on and off. Yeah, and on and off. Bizarre, but not, not. Well, I remember this specifically because it was Samantha who had a boyfriend who had funky spunk. Oh, I've seen that episode. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. And that episode made no sense because because <laughs> it's like they didn't just cut like the words or the terms they just cut out whole sections of the episode the episode was like 15 minutes long and i was just like with yeah. ads and yeah. i was just like why did you even bother putting this on air just don't air this episode like just yeah. don't do it it was crazy i was like who's gonna understand what this is it makes no sense and then she broke up with him for an issue that they did not show at any point during the episode. yeah yeah that's exactly what happened like there was something she's like here have some pineapple and he's like okay and then i broke up with him you're like what uh <laughs> who okay sure yeah you know whatever done <laughs> that was the, that was the worst editing ever so i'm like just don't put it on tv that just don't do it that's yeah. it Your yeah thing not makes sense then you've gone too far just yeah. share that episode so great yeah Sex of the City from Reservoir Dogs. <laughs> uh, yeah, and we're going all over the place. It's fine. In there somewhere, we find the connecting points. Um. Oh, the guy who plays Joe, he played Elaine's dad on Seinfeld. Yeah. Um, he's also my Star Trek connection. What up? Oh, there was one. <laughs> was there one in Requiem? Uh, no, actually, um. In Requiem had where's where's that guy? What's that guy's real name? Keith David. I feel like he was in an episode. Okay. Well done. Oh no, he wasn't. Okay, never mind. Not him. That's all right. So then I don't know. No, I don't think so. Possibly not. Yeah, my thing is if I don't recognize you by face automatically or like the sound of your voice, I don't I don't think they're there. But it's possible. Oh, wait, hold on. Sorry, one more. Right. One more. Because this guy is in, like, everything. The, um... The pimp guy? Infomercial guy. Yeah. 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 Sure. Star what? Trek Next Generation. Boom. Got it. That's right, he's Castillo. Oh, my God. And one of the best episodes of the show. That's fine. Yes. Yeah. Of course. I know where you were going to go. What was the show the mother was watching? Yeah. What, what was what, it? What was the product? I still it's something watching. It's something juice. Yeah, but but what? what? <laughs> yeah. I was supposed to write that because at the, at, there was one point where he was going through what juice meant and I only got, you only actually heard the last like three letters. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it wasn't. He did it on purpose, but like, yeah, yeah, it was just like, yeah, it was weird, culty chanting, but no actual explanation of anything. Uh, it was so culty, so culty. It was crazy. Um, any other notes? No, I don't think so. No, mm -hmm. I I enjoyed Reservoir Dogs, and I hope to never watch Requiem for a Dream ever again. Yeah, ditto. I I absolutely stand behind teenage Alex being like, I don't want to watch this. Yeah, she was yeah. right. She made the right choice. That is that is correct. Uh, uh, yeah, I had until I started this podcast, I assumed I would never watch Requiem for a Dream again myself. So I completely understand and I'm on board with both of your comments about these movies. Yes. Yeah, and, yeah I love Reservoir Dogs. Yeah, and now I would like to 
rewatch Pulp Fiction and Kill Bill because they're my favorites of mm -hmm. Tarantino. Yeah, they're great movies. Oh, so and a time. new watch of Kill Bill 1 and 2. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Oh, it'll happen. Yeah. What's it called? What's what, Guys, I can't. Is it Mr. Blonde is in Kill Bill? Michael Madsen? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, he's in the second one, yeah. A lot of, yeah, a lot of them are in a lot of his. Well, yeah, like, he uses the bros, same act. Right? Yeah, they're all, mm -hmm. all with one of each other. Like Tim Roth is in a bunch. Of yeah. yeah. Love Tim Roth. Love Tim Roth. He's a joy. Yes. I do. Yeah. yeah. He's he's also one of those people I find is a is a underrated actor. Um and should have gotten a much bigger fame than he has. But he's like such a good character actor that like as soon as you see him. Or half the time, he's kind of like Gary Oldman with me, where it's like half the time I forget he's in the movie until yes. I watch it. I'm like, oh, shit, isn't that Tim Roth? And then you're watching it and you just like forget it's him again. Yeah. I feel he's had the career he's wanted. It it feels that way, right? Yeah, because yeah. I mean, he's been the star of his own series at least once or twice. And like, he's so he's good. been in some big movies. Like, he's in the MCU. He's been in all kinds of stuff. And like, yeah. he probably, you know... Picks and chooses. Piles of money and has done some interesting roles and then can also walk down the street like a normal person. Yeah. And nobody attacks him or anything. Like, oh, yeah. You know. It's very easy to walk by him on the street and not realize. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I think Which I think it's like, it's like the that's the perfect level of fame. It's like you people, people in the industry know who you are. So you get jobs, you get the work. But people outside the industry will be like, I think that might be him, but whatever. It's just some dude. Or like, walking, oh, yeah. making the money. Like, oh, it is that guy, lovely, but they don't need to run up to him. Like, yeah. no one needs yeah. to run up to Tim Roth. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. No, leave him alone. Get, he's not going to get mobbed at Starbucks. You might have mm -hmm. people occasionally being like, hey, buddy, like, I love your movies. But yeah, cheers, my friend. But like, that's yeah. about it, you know? Yeah. Agreed. That's, that's where you want to be. Uh, thank you so much for being on this. We can have a discussion about these uh, two good films. Um, I suppose <laughs> one that I think people should watch and one that people should skip unless they want to have some issues or teach their teenage kid a lesson. There you go. He does a good job of not glamorizing drug use. <laughs> that is, that's, I will stick by my guns and say a high school class, especially like, I would say like grade 10s, grade 10s or grade 11s, sit them in a classroom Put this in front of them. Be like, taking all your phones. Watch this movie. Okay, get out. <laughs> yeah. That's it. That's it. That's what you gotta do. Yeah, <laughs> love it. Unfortunately, that would never happen due to the the big ass dildo. Ugh. Yes, that whole ass to ass scene was horrifying. Yeah, still unnecessary. Don't don't like it. And that they probably wouldn't be too. The teachers wouldn't love the sex scene with the wayans. But what's the? It's just very yeah. like. It's a lot of nakedness. I'm fine with it. It but. was surprisingly classy given the context. But <laughs> mm -hmm. but yeah, I mean, parents would never, ever be okay with that, I'm sure. Because, you know, parents no. are complaining about everything. DJ sounds like that. Um, they definitely do. They complain too much about stuff. I'm just like, are you are you kidding? Like In a weird cultural dip there where everyone's head up about everything. But yeah. yeah. Anyway. Okay. Hands up in there. Don't yeah. watch yeah. it unless you want sad feelings. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Thank you again for being here, guys. Thank you for having me. Well, that's it for this episode of Off My Shelf. Until next time, you can follow along on Instagram and Twitter at Oh My Shelf, or you can send an email to ohmyshelf at gmail.com. 
This episode was produced and edited by me, Tracy, with original theme song by Ori Falconer. Like, subscribe, leave a comment wherever you listen to this podcast. Come back next time to see what falls off my shelf. <laughs>